You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Cap'n Wags. I give you A. C-L. And with that, we are back to the ACL pod. Featuring the one and only Captain Wags, I am ACL. He is Wags. Back off our annual holiday break last week. We are back taping this Thursday, the day before New Year's Eve, the day before the college football playoff. We also have week 17 of the NFL, of course, which we will touch on. And, of course, free plays at the end of the show. Twitter, Instagram, at the real Mr. ACL, at Captain Wags, the website, the real Mr. ACL.com or ACL-sports.com. They all take you to the exact same place. Wags, happy holidays, man. Everything good? Happy holidays. Yeah, all good, all good. Happy holidays to you, our listeners. Uh, hope you had a good holiday uh, break and um, are feeling good going into 2022. Absolutely couple days left Crazy. here to to get some more winners. Crazy that we are at the end of 2022, been a highly successful year overall. The pod continues to grow, site continues to grow, followers continue to grow. We certainly do appreciate that and wish you guys all the best in the, the upcoming new year, of course. Wags, let's jump into it, man. College football, bowl season in full effect. Uh, again, we're taping this Thursday, guys, so the college football playoff is tomorrow. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I absolutely hate that they put on New Year's Eve. Hate, but it is hate, what hate. it is. Yeah, get get about uh, most of the first game in before yep. I got to start getting ready. It'll be out in the background. Well, we out. know with you, you know that's like a three four hour ordeal. I'm not talking about going out. I'm talking about the getting ready part. <laughs> yeah, you know, I gotta, I gotta a lot you gotta to look do. Sharp. Lot. Yeah, I gotta look sharp. You know, gotta look sharp. Hey, you never know who you're gonna see. You got a lot of followers out there. That's right, man. Uh, but yeah, no, we'll. Uh, Doing doing a little dinner, and then uh, which completely uh, kills the Georgia Michigan game for me. Sadly, I'm not I'm not going this year. Uh, tickets were at a premium, so I was able to uh, get those off my hands and and get a little extra okay. bank bankroll, if you will. And uh, yes, but it sh- it sh- both games should be great. I mean, I, I really do uh, think you you know even the early one Cincinnati Alabama. I think that's going to be a, a good one. Um, and then roll right into that Michigan Georgia game. That what are your thoughts to. overall? Just on, I mean, we saw it with the Ohio State game. We, we're seeing it across the board. Not talking about the COVID stuff. You know, that's UCLA. You know, they were at SeaWorld the, the, the two days before, and then they yeah, opt out an hour yeah, before, yeah. which I thought was absolutely absurd. More so, just on kind of the opt outs. I mean, we saw the top two wide receivers for Ohio State opt out. All these guys, I, you know, some people are arguing in the next five to ten years, you know, bowls might look entirely differently. You might have some type of just system where there's not necessarily the quote unquote bowl season. It's uh, it's more like a exhibition type type of season because all the top guys might be out. What are your thoughts on just sort of all these opt outs we're seeing? I hate it. I really do. I mean, I get it. I completely understand it. Um, but it, you know, from a capping perspective for us. It's it makes things a lot more difficult. Um, you know, we we'll talk about just you know one random game which listeners are familiar with. Are is the UTSA 
um, free play I gave out. Uh, I don't know if it was the last podcast or the podcast before, um, but that was a play where their stud running back, Sincere McCormick, who you know was highly part of the cap, you know, opts out two right. days before, but I give it, you know, a week before or five, you know, whatever, however long before when he was still going to play. And then, you know, their stud guy goes, you know, basically opts out, doesn't play. And then we're kind of stuck there. You know, it's not something that, you know, so, some people DM me, but, you know, once we kind of announce something that we're on something like that's it, we're not going back on it. It kind of is what it is. And, and it's just something that we have to deal with. Now, some people were like, Hey, why didn't you, you know, why not just release your plays like 30 minutes before? Well, we have to give our listeners and our file and our subscribers and, and people who are actually, you know, investing in our plays time to get it in. I mean, there, there's, you know, so it's tough to do it that way and, and, and really make everybody happy. But um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, the opt outs are, are tough and, and, you know, it's, it's tough to cap with some of those, but obviously, you know, on the flip side, you start to see some value when other players opt out that are big time players, you go the other way. And, and we, we've seen that in a few games as well. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts there? What's your take ATL? It's, it's not a perfect science, right? Yeah. Normally I like to get my plays out when I think the line is at its peak in terms of value for us. And that's what I do throughout every year, throughout every sport with the COVID stuff. And especially with the bull stuff, it is very unique. It's a unique animal because you have really two things going on. You have the opt outs and you have the COVID stuff. So it's, it's extremely challenging compared to, to really any other sport, any other time that, that, that we've ever seen in terms of getting the the lines out. Obviously, we do our best. The NC State UCLA game, I loved NC State. I was all over NC State yeah. in that game. That that was a play that I put out. Uh, and then, and I, it was probably about th- what, three hours before. You know, I'm I'm scrolling Twitter and I see that UCLA pulls out of the game. Um, normally, you know, with with these things, day couple days something like that you you all you also hear kind of rumblings oh the defensive line for so-and-so team has covid and then you sort of think okay this might happen that the ucla stuff i actually didn't hear a thing about it i saw the SeaWorld thing on twitter right they were enjoying SeaWorld. the ucla football team posted that their official twitter account posted that so i'm like okay we're, we're, yeah, we're good yeah, here we're good to go good to go nc state's then, the play nc state's gonna crush them anyway so. yeah yeah <laughs> I was, no i, mean, you I know was what? upset but, about that uh, one Oh, I, I, I look, I had a three unit play on A&M. Uh, I'm no, sorry, on Wake. On Wake. Um, and A&M pulls out and, and this, you know, that was a very frustrating, uh, you know, situation because, you know, I felt very strongly about Wake. Um, just had a, a lot more to play for there. And I, and I thought they were going to come out and, and put it on them. But, um, you know, it is what it is. What I, the toughest part is, and, and there's been several tweets about it is, the family and all of the fans who are spending their hard earned dollars to travel, see a game like, obviously look, everybody knows COVID's going on. Everybody knows that there are potential cancellations and things that are going to happen. Um, but you know, it still sucks no matter what, you know, people spend their money, they, they travel and they get there and, you know, hours sometimes before the game, it gets canceled and, and, you know, you're all hyped up to go and, and, you know, maybe it's your first game, maybe it's your first bowl game and, and, and all this stuff. And, and, you know, even the family members of the players, you know, it's, it's just, it sucks all the way around. Nobody wants to deal with it. You know, people making the decisions, you know, you know, it's a tough decision to make. And, and sometimes you just have to uh, kind of bite the bullet, so to speak. And, and, 
just I guess cancel games and and pull out. But um, yeah. yeah, it's tough because this one, you know, North Carolina to California, pretty yeah. long trip. No, right? no, long it's trip. Like expensive. You're talking right, about right, some right. team in within California, so yep. Yep, I get it's it. Tough. A lot of those fans were taking to Twitter and were, were very frustrated. So we get it. Um, national championship semifinals, as we talked about tomorrow, we're taping this Thursday. Games are Friday. Alabama currently 13 and a half for Cincinnati. Georgia currently seven and a half versus Michigan. National title futures: Alabama plus 120, Georgia plus 140, Michigan seven to one, Cincinnati 16 to one. Um, I mentioned this the other day. I will mention it again. Do not take Cincinnati at 16-1. to 1. Not that I don't think they could potentially win it. The reason I say that is because you will get much, much, much better value if you if you just roll that over, right? So Cincinnati on the money line to beat Alabama, call it plus 450. I've seen some 5-1s to ones out there. So, you know, you can get 5-1. to one, And then they'll be significant dogs to either Georgia or either Michigan in the um, – in the finals, so if they do beat Alabama, so if you want to take Cincinnati to win it all, just take them on the money line. Do put if you have the option, an open parlay would be would be the best option in a open money line parlay where you're just sticking Cincinnati money line in there, and then you stick them on the money line in the finals again. So always just sort of be looking out for that stuff. The reason Alabama is a plus 120 favorite, of course, is because they have a much easier by the spread path to the finals versus. Compared to Georgia, right? Alabama's 13 though, and a half, yeah. Georgia's minus seven and a half. If they get to the finals, as of now, that line looks to be about Alabama minus one on the look ahead. Obviously, that'll change based on how they look, but that's where we're at right now. Yeah, I've seen, I, look, I mean, that's a, a shopping situation because I've seen Georgia, and, and, and it's changed. Um, Georgia came out as a, you know, one, two point favorite in some shops, and then um, it has moved a little bit to Alabama being a, what, one point? favorite roughly Roughly. so um yeah again shop around if you like uh, any of those but um you know by vegas's uh uh, you know what they're telling us it's we're gonna see a rematch and and um if both favorites win but it's why they play the game we we've seen uh we've seen some crazy things happen we have here are the four look ahead line guys alabama minus one versus georgia alabama minus six versus michigan Georgia minus 13 and a half versus Cincinnati, Michigan minus seven versus Cincinnati. So those are the current look headlines. If you bet those lines and the games don't play, they void. So you really have no risk there. If you think you're going to get ahead on a line, for example, if you think Michigan, if you think Alabama uh, is going to win by 100 versus Cincinnati, you think maybe Georgia squeaks by, looks bad versus Michigan, something like that. You want to go ahead and take a, a flyer on Alabama minus one, thinking that line might shoot out after the semifinals go ahead and do it if they don't wind up playing you get refunded no problems there so those lines are available all right nfl wags man this <laughs> it's been crazy it, yeah i i laugh just because it, i've never experienced handicapping the nfl quite like this that said we've actually done pretty pretty well the last couple yeah. weeks with all this COVID stuff um a lot of it, not a lot of it, the vast majority of it is simply just news-based, trying to get out of ahead of a line, trying to read between the lines on some of these tweets from the from the teams, from the uh, beat writers, that kind of thing. But, man, I mean, it is just constant. You have Ian Book, a fourth-string quarterback, starting against the Dolphins. Saints were minus three. They closed plus three and a half. You should have been out there ahead of Ian Book, man. And, <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Look, it's, it's just you know what? Crazy. It's it is crazy. He he was put into a tough position. Yeah. I mean, the fact is that he went up against a very tough Miami Dolphins defense who have a ton of confidence right now uh, rolling. So, um, you know, that that's crazy. I was on the Dolphins team total under 20. They land at 20 in book. You know, I didn't think he would going to be that bad. Um, thought Kamara would probably help him out a little bit. I mean, Ian book didn't do, you know, any favors for himself. He, he could have dumped the ball to Kamara plenty of times. Um, yep. Didn't. And, and, you might sense some bitterness in my voice because I had Kamara in one of my fantasy leagues up by 15, supposed to win by 20, and then I lose because the other side had Jalen Waddle, And that ACL was in our league. I looked at our at our – at the scores. I mean, I'm I was like, literally oh, counting. I was counting my money. I know you. I'm like, good for oh, you. Man. You know, make the finals. Maybe it's it's a it's a good size pot. You know, maybe chop. You know, you can do some things. And then I look. No dice. No dice. Yeah. No. That that was that was frustrating. But you know what? Um, you know, th- there were several games like that with the with the whole COVID situation and and guys going out. Then they're back, and then they're not. Then they're this. They're that. Um, you know. Travis Kelsey or Kels, if you will, um, he was supposed to play. He didn't show up. Uh, you know, he, he well, he showed up. He didn't pass his test. Um, but you know, so many, so many different things. Um, you know, just going back to last week, though, just to touch base on some of those games. Um, Thursday night game, San Fran. I'm on them on a money line, and and they come out hot. They're up ten nothing at halftime. Tennessee can't do a thing. Right. This was completely a tale of two halves. Second half, San Fran comes out flat. Tennessee comes out hot. Um, beat San Fran in the second half, twenty to seven. Win the game, twenty to seventeen. Um, very frustrating, but um, you know the, the whole week ended up really profitable for us. I think we were combined eight and four. You had a great week. I think I was four and three. You were four and one. Um, so yeah, I mean the the, the game that I was watching the most, and I think probably most people, game of the, one of the game early games, Buffalo, New England. Um, we New we England, loved Buffalo in that spot. Yeah, well, we were on Buffalo. Dude, New, New England could not stop them. I mean, no. Buffalo ha- had their defense kind of figured out, and I wonder if that's going to be a, a blueprint for others um, to copy. I mean, obviously, Buffalo has some great players, receivers getting open. Uh, Josh Allen has the ability to make some plays with his feet and, and, and extend the play. So um, that was, you know, I guess good to see because we were on Buffalo. I'm sure Patriots fans not so happy with that, the way that their team came out. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about New England later on. Um, you know, J- Jacksonville and the Jets played a great game. Uh, the Jets money line, never a Jets doubt. Jets money never line, a never, never, never a doubt. doubt. Um, but, you know, that was actually an interesting game. I mean, that was, uh, I mean, for two teams that, for lack of a better term, suck. <laughs> Those tickets cast the same, yeah, I'm told. Exactly. Yes. 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 Yes, I, I will say the thing about that Buffalo game, one reason I know, you know, we both like Buffalo, I was on the over, was simply based on what happened on that Monday night game a couple of weeks prior, that massive snow game. Yes. I just think that influenced the market 
tremendously and it gave us a lot of value on Buffalo. I mean, I this was truly for me a wrong team favorite situation and I like the over only because I think that people saw that game whatever it was 3 weeks ago. Oh, both teams can't score. The defenses are great. Tough divisional game, blah blah blah, and we got a really good number on this. Yeah, on this they total. they just kind of oversight so, on that snow game even exactly. though Exactly. Um but yeah, I, I, I really do think Buffalo would have won that game if not for all that crazy weather there. Yeah, two more games I want to talk about that, you know, on paper were like, eh, you know, not going to be that good. Houston putting it on the Chargers. I mean, that was definitely a big surprise. Survivor people got crushed. Survivor, um, money line parlays. I mean, I know people love to take those big favorite money line parlays. Um, Yeah, just absolutely hammered. But Houston's uh, actually played some pretty good ball. I mean, for being a not so good team. I mean, they've they've been somewhat competitive. So, uh, but certainly did not expect that. Davis Mills looked like Joe Montana out there. I mean, he was flinging the ball around. Um, he looked pretty good. So, curious to see how that situation pans out. And then a game that I was pretty bitter on um, was that Chicago Seattle mm-hmm. under under forty two. It's twenty four seventeen Seattle with under a minute left and they got the ball. Yes, they got the ball in a snow game on like the 15, 12 yard line. And they just throw, I mean, I don't know what Seattle's defense was doing, but they got Jimmy Grant out there and they just throw like a, an alley-oop to him. Um, and these defensive backs were completely outflanked. I mean, they, they, it was, it was literally, he just posted up. I mean, they were in the worst position ever. Um, so what they scored, I was happy they got the two point conversion. Cause I was just so mad at Seattle for letting that touchdown in. Um, but bears fans, kudos, a uh, nice win there on the road in the snow. Um, but yeah. And then, and then what about that shellacking on Monday night, Dallas and Washington Sunday night? Yeah. Sunday, uh, night. Sunday night. Right, right. Sunday night, yep. man, 56 to 14, I know Dallas defense. I mean, uh, Washington defense. Yeah. One better who we both know who might be a mush had the under in that game. Oh yeah. Oh, we we know the mush. He had under 40. I want to say it was 46 and a half and it went over at halftime. So I, I I had under 46 and a half. I I should have known. I should have got word that Mr. Mush was on that. Um, I unfortunately, that's why I brought it up because I unfortunately only heard about this after your, I saw your Mm. play. Um, He put it in, and I and I and he texted me. What do you think about this? I said, "Oh boy, here we go." I believe the same mush was on Saints. Yes, plus three, three. He actually even bought the hook up to three and a half, <laughs> and it, he paid the juice, and it didn't. It, Do you, yeah. Does does he listen to this? Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> he might listen to it. This one. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. We'll I hope see. he does. We'll Shout see. out we'll to Mr. Mush. You know Shout who you are. Shout out to Mr. Mush. He knows who he is. Um, all right. 60-second speed round time lags. I have three questions for you. You have three questions for me. Get the information out there. After that, guys, we'll be previewing Chiefs Bengals. Give out the three questions for the Monday Night Football Contest and give two free plays. All right. You ready, man? Let's do this. Not who do you think will be there what two teams do you want to see in the Super Bowl this year? Huh. Um, interestingly enough, because I'm not a huge Packers fan. I mean, uh, but I, I, I kind of want to see the Packers. I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers there. Um, not a big fan of his off the field. Um, but he he's kind of put everything to the side from all of the um, – 
off-season stuff this past year. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I think that would lead to some good off, off-season media. Um, where is he going to go? Is he going to stay if he ends up in the Super Bowl, especially if they end up winning it? Um, you know, so, but I got to give a big shout out to the Packers defense who has stepped up uh, last several years. That they've kind of been the Achilles heel for them. Uh, they've stepped stepped up this year, made some big plays. Um, and then on the other side, I was between the Chiefs and and right now I'm between the Chiefs and and the Bills. Um, I'm going to go with Kansas City, um, just because how they've been the last 10 weeks they're they're nine and one in the yep. last 10 um their defense was a huge issue those first five games or so given up we talked about it 30 points a game or something like that last 10 games they've given up 14 points per game they're nine and one um you know Mahomes starting to come into it a little bit the offensive line which is something we talked about so um and that'll go back to uh Super Bowl one we'll have a little bit of a rematch Chiefs Packers and uh why not why not Rodgers versus Mahomes why not cannot yeah. argue with that all right question number two does Cincinnati have a shot to beat Alabama on Friday uh, I was thinking Bengals um yes uh, they absolutely have a shot. Um, look, I know they're a 13 and a half point dog for a reason. Um, but I think if Cincinnati plays kind of one of their better games that we saw, um, specifically against obviously Notre Dame and UCF, um, you know, I think they, they can definitely win this game, especially again, if Alabama comes out flat and we saw Alabama, I don't say come out flat, but play flat. We saw Alabama, I don't know if the word is struggle, but, you know, not have one of their traditional wins again against LSU, against Auburn, against UF. They lost to Texas A&M and that's four games. You take out New Mexico, that's over 25 percent of their games where they didn't play necessarily that well. Um, That said. If Alabama plays like they did last week and they pick right up you know, where they left off. I mean, Cincinnati's going to have a very, very tough time. And, and I think it'll be a cakewalk for Alabama. But that said, again, Cincinnati, the question is, do they have a shot to win? Yes, they do. I don't think that's a team that makes many mistakes. I think if Alabama does make mistakes, um, Cincinnati will make them pay for it. Final question. John Madden passed this week with his mm-hmm. passing. I have to ask, did you play Madden growing up? Any Madden memories you have? First, rest it, rest in peace to a goat, um, John Madden. Growing up, Monday Night Football, listening to him, um, you know, he he was somebody who kind of just set told you what it was, said it how it was. He was um, there for the layman, you know, kind of somebody who knew, knows football, played football, was enveloped in the sport. Kind of was like, come on, John, everybody knows that, but you know, he he was someone who kind of gave it to you, and um, I think. Growing up after like Tech Mobile and Super Tech Mobile on Nintendo, I'm going back on aging myself a little bit. Um, that's when Madden came out, right right in the late 80s, early 90s. And um, I used to play a lot with my brother growing up, lots of battles. I had an older brother, so, you know, most of the time I was getting my ass kicked. But um, every once in a while, I, I would sneak out a win and it would be uh, one of the one of the best feelings, you know, beating your older brother. But um I would say one particular memory I have, uh, this was later on. This is when I was in college. One of my good friends, I was lucky, you know, it was during a hurricane in South Florida. It was in the summer in college. 
Uh, one of my good friends actually had a generator, which was kind of unheard of, but um, we were lucky enough and, and we spent days. I mean, we were there for four or five days. We started a season um, or, you know, one of those, everybody had a, their own team um, and we must have played for four or five days straight. <laughs> I'm, ta- nice. I'm talking about waking up at like 8 a.m., going to bed at, you know, 2 a.m. and just doing it over and over and over and um yeah, hopefully the Madden legacy continues, and and I, I'm sure it will. Um, that all said, I was always a bigger fan of NCAA football, which got discontinued. So. Did yeah, <laughs> both are but good. I hear it's coming back. Yeah, I've no, heard that we, too. I, I used to I used to play both, so I was always a sports um, only video game gamer. I, I, I was never into those. Uh, Doom uh, Bond was good, or yep. Doom and, and Halo and all that stuff that came out. You know, I, I was just. Not that they weren't cool and great. I was just much more focused on the sports games. I hear you. You are off the hot seat. Whew. Good hot seat questions. All right. Uh, ACL, you ready for my questions? Yes, sir. All right. Worst performance last week? Washington football team defense or Ian Book? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give Ian Book a break. Yes. Tough situation. Came in the middle of the week good defense Monday night football Washington football team defense got flat out embarrassed no reason to give up 56 points to Mike McCarthy and they're also punching each other on the sidelines so I'm gonna go with the Washington football team defense embarrassing embarrassing performance a possible bounce back performance though this week yes they were doomed they were doomed from the start because the mush was on the under they were doomed from the start and now they're (laughs) catching three at home in a divisional game so Maybe it's opportunity, yes. perhaps, to make some money off uh, the guys punching each other on the sidelines. All right. Lots of bowl games now. Getting into a little bowl game. Lots of different names of bowls mm. now. So, what is the best bowl game name? The best bowl game name is the cheez Bowl. <laughs> I mean, come on. They, they literally have a belt that they give, like, you know, the, the, the Joey Chestnut mustard belt for the hot dog contest. Yes. The Cheez-It Bowl is the best. The strong runner-up is the Idaho Potato Bowl because they douse, instead of Gatorade, the, they dump French fries on the coach. So Yeah. What, what about Duke's Mayo? Anybody taking the a mayo. mayo bath? They were talking about it. They were talking about I, it. I so, heard about that. Yeah, the yeah. Duke's Mayo Bowl <laughs> today is, uh, is a very good one as well. But I'm, I'm going yeah, I I'm heard, I heard, I heard Mac Brown said he might, he might. dunk himself yeah, in a bath of mayo. Minus 11 and then a half, minus 12 now, so there's a decent chance he might have that opportunity. Head first, head first. There you go. All right, last question, ACL, then you're off. Your NFL Coach of the Year vote, who's it going to? This is a tough one. We've seen a ton of movement in this market. Um, Bill Belichick was the favorite. He's no longer the favorite. I'm actually going to go with Matt LaFleur, and and look, I don't like to just give it to the guy who has the the best record. I I don't think that's what – should be down here, but I'm the reason I'd vote for him is simply because of all the offseason drama that they've had to deal with with the Aaron Rodgers thing, and I think that he has done a good job of keeping that locker room together, keeping the coaching staff together. In my opinion, Rodgers will probably be gone after this year, but based on what they had to go through in the offseason, not knowing if he'd come back and all that, um, to get that team to a 12-3 and record, as of now the number one seed in the NFC and the NFC favorite to win the Super Bowl, I think it's a, it's a really, really, really good job. Um, so... Matt LaFleur, can't, coach of the can't year. Ar- can't argue with that. I'm surprised it wasn't Mike McCarthy. But uh, Man, I've seen some people make a, like actual argument for Mike McCarthy after the Sunday night game. Yeah, 11-4. Well, I mean, look, if Dallas wins out, 
and if Green Bay stumbles or something else happens, he's he's going to get some votes no matter what. But he'll get some votes. He'll get some votes. Not getting my vote. It's the cow. Hey, he's the Cowboys. You know, it's the Cowboys. It is. So. All right, previewing NFL top game of the week this week. Wags the eleven and four. Kansas City Chiefs at the 9-6 and six Cincinnati Bengals. Huge game here for both teams who are currently sitting in first place in their division. The Chiefs, of course, having already clinched the West, now playing to get the one seed in the conference and the bye for the playoffs. Situationally, look, the Chiefs have won eight in a row coming off a home win versus the Steelers last week, a game in which many of their starters didn't even have to play into the fourth quarter, so they have some rest there. On the other hand, the Bengals, from a situational handicapping perspective, a much, much, much tougher situational spot here, I would argue. They beat hated divisional rival Baltimore at home by 20 last week. Huge emotional win. You could see it in the player interviews, the quotes, the fan base, all that. They take over first place. They finally sort of get over the hump there. And who do they have next week to end the season? The Cleveland Browns on the road a big divisional game as well that will most likely decide the division. So I'm not by any means saying that this is a look ahead because first of all, it's the chiefs. So I don't think anyone looks ahead from them. And secondly, there's only two games left. So there's not really that kind of look ahead factor that you you might get early middle part of the season. And they know if they went out that they win the division, but it is, I think subconsciously when you have divisional game sandwich, always something to look at. So that's something that I'm factoring in here. Um, into my handicap. Kansas City currently minus five and a half. Total is 51 in this game. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen some movement on the over, not surprisingly, after um, Cincinnati puts up 41 and the, and the Chiefs offense um, ranked fourth in the league, scoring 28 points a game. Bengals, seventh in the league, scoring 27 points a game, just over, actually. Um, what's most interesting to me, though, is they both have top 15 defenses. Um, the Chiefs points allowed fifth in the league with 20.4 points. And we discussed over the last 10 games, they've only given up 14 points a game earlier on the pod. They started out those first five games. They gave up 29, 36, 30, 30, and 38. I mean, they were a bottom two defense in the league. They were getting trashed. Um, and sure enough, the last 10 games, they pick it up. Um, they get a you know a couple of acquisitions, and, and they just kind of figured something out. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll be looking at this game uh, pretty hard. I, I agree with you, ACL. Um, definitely a better situational spot for the Chiefs, even though they are on the road. Um, so uh, I, I expect a good game. I mean, the, you know, the, the, I think the Bengals are, are a rowdy place, to, you know, in Cincinnati. It's going to be a tough place to play. Um but it should be a good one. I don't think this game's going to let anybody down. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to Sunday. And hopefully, uh, what is that? Is that a 4 o'clock or 1 o'clock? I think it's that, a 1 o'clock Eastern game. Sunday. Okay. Yep. 1 o'clock game. Yeah. The so. You know, I, I, I've heard some people say, well, two weeks ago they were at Denver and they only won 15 to 10. Keep in mind, guys, Denver got steamed in that game because the Bengals had a ton of injuries. Their injury report of that game was was unbelievable, and they actually wound up winning that game 15 to 10. Um, yeah, I mean, go back a few a few weeks. Uh, Denver was at Kansas City, and Kansas yeah. City only beat them 22 to nine. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, you can't really say much to that. And and you're right, the Denver got steamed in that game, and um, that that happens. Uh, NFL, it's tough. I mean, that uh, going back to the Dolphins, you know, who who have won seven in a row, 
everybody, you know, you get two sides of the story. One side is, well, who'd they beat? Who'd they beat? You know, they, they do have one quality win against Baltimore, but who else? I'll but be talking about that in a bit. Yeah, it's the NFL, and anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. We saw Jacksonville beat Buffalo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the fact is, at, at that point, Miami was 1-7. in seven. Who was they? Who are they going to beat anyway? You know, we, we talked about that. I talked about them on the pod. Mm-hmm. I'll say it right now. I said that they were the worst team in the league yeah. after that Jaguars. Maybe game. they were at that um, point in time. Who knows? Yep. And, and Flores got they got them on point, and uh, so um, yeah, you just got to keep that in mind. Look, NFL is a very tough um, cap, right? I mean, the the odds makers are, are very on point with their lines. I mean, it's not easy, and and I'm not t- saying that ACL and I are, are you know, I'm not trying to pat us on the back, but we, we've been crushing the NFL this year and doing well. Um, that's because we we know situations and, and we figure it out and we find these by high um you know buy low sell high opportunities um which is what is uh you know how how you win in the nfl very well said all right monday night football contest time 200 bucks site credit contest time i'm about to read off three questions for the monday night game cleveland at pittsburgh if you get all three right and you're the first to get all three right you win 200 bucks in site credit that you can use anytime for whatever you want you can enter by deeming your answers to either myself or wags on twitter or instagram Question number one, Browns minus three and a half at the Steelers. Are you taking the Browns? Or are you taking the Steelers? Question two, name the player who will score the first touchdown in the game. Question three, the total number of touchdown passes by Big Ben. I saw today Wags, he did a little uh, presser and he said, without basically saying it, that uh, he's going to be retiring. This is almost likely, almost certainly going to be his last home game unless they make the playoffs, he said, of course, then they might have one there, but assuming that they don't, this is probably Big Ben's last game in Pittsburgh. So total number of touchdown passes by Big Ben in the game. Get him in, get him right, get him first. You win 200 bucks in site credit. Good luck, everybody. Free play time, man? Yes. Let's get into free plays. Uh, you want to do the honors or you, uh, should I start it off? I will do the honors. We are moving to the NFL this week, guys, for my free play. We are going to a team that we just got done talking about a little bit. We're going to a game in Tennessee, the Miami Dolphins. Eight and seven Miami Dolphins are at the Tennessee Titans. We're taking Tennessee minus three, minus 120, readily available out there. Look, for me, this is just a sell-high spot on the Dolphins, uh, a team that's coming in red hot. They've won seven in a row, but if you break it down a little bit, Aside from a very nice win against the Ravens and Lamar at home, which I will admit, these are the teams that they've beaten during that streak. Houston, the Jets, Carolina, the Giants, the Jets again, and then Ian Book on Monday Night Football. Now they have to go on back-to-back road games off the Monday Night game on a short week here to Tennessee, a Tennessee team coming off extra rest off their Thursday night win versus the Niners. So they've been at home for two weeks, and they have extra rest. The look-ahead line on this game was Titans minus four. And what happened? The Titans won and looked fine. The Dolphins beat Ian Book on a national TV game, looked great, gave up three points, so the line drops a full point to this key number of three, which I think is is great for us because we just get that extra point of value on that key number. So between the situational spot, between the buy low, sell high stuff on the Dolphins here. Um, I will gladly take this Tennessee team who 
when you factor in the situational spot, when you factor in, I think there's better. And when you factor in the, the home road situation that the Dolphins are facing versus Tennessee, we're going to go with the free play. Tennessee Titans minus three, minus 120. Yeah, I like it. Um, also, weather may be a factor there. Yep. Rain and snow. We'll see how Tua can handle that um, as he has played, um, for the most part, in nice weather. Um, moving also, staying, I should say, staying in the NFL, um, I am going to take a team that has lost two games in a row. Um, the New England Patriots. Okay, I'm taking them first half minus nine. New England Patriots first half minus nine against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think this is a game where Belichick has his team ready, focused. Um, they lost two games in a row. They, you know, they lost last week uh, against a divisional rival in Buffalo. Um, the week before on the road um, in Indianapolis. Uh, but you know, I think he gets his boys um, ready. First half, I think they come out smoking. Um, we've seen them play some teams that are, let's call it, not good <laughs> in the New York Jets. Uh, first half, they beat the New York Jets 31-7 to um, a few weeks back uh, versus Atlanta, 13 nothing against the Browns, 24-7. These are all first-half scores that uh, the Patriots had um, prior to the Col- losing to the Colts and the Bills. And, and now that, um, you know, Coming off two losses, I don't see Belichick um, coming out flat here, and I think his team uh, comes out hot, and I got the uh, Patriots, yep, minus nine, first half. I like it. Never a bad thing fading the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, or taking Belichick after two losses. That too. Guys, we will talk to you in 2022. We will be back. We'll um, may have some some scheduling stuff next week, but we'll, of course, let you guys know. But, uh, yeah, man. Check out the website. Happy Happy New Year. Yeah, no. Happy, happy New, New Year, Year to everybody. everybody. Enjoy. Check out the website, therealmracl.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram. We are there. Always happy to answer any questions. Packages are up. Website's up. Australian Open starts in a few weeks. Cannot wait for that. College Woo. hoops in full swing. NBA, hockey, everything's going on right now. The NFL playoff package will be up as well. So, Wags, anything else, man? No, let's uh, let's close out the year strong. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to 2022 to, um, you know, I guess pick up where we left off and uh, let's keep crushing these bulls. Yes, sir. All right, for WAGS, I'm ACL. Again, any questions, let us know, guys. We're happy to answer them. Happy New Year. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you in the new year.